Welcome to the Secrets of Success podcast, a series for recruiters by recruiters. I'm Danny Reinert, and in each episode, I have candid conversations about careers in recruitment with some of the best talent that Teamings has to offer. They'll be giving you a glimpse into the highs and lows of their recruitment careers, their motivations and drivers, and their secret to success in the industry. You can listen and subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and other favorite podcast platforms. Let's meet our next guest. Jared, afternoon. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Danny. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. Thank you, mate. Thanks ever so much for taking the time to have a chat this afternoon. All right, no worries. Looking forward to it. Lovely stuff. Put you through your paces. Um, so, Jared, for those that don't know you that are listening to this, can you just give us a quick overview of how long you've been at Eames, your role and the market that you work in? Yeah, sure. So I've been with Eames for coming up to two years. Um, I look after all permanent data recruitment and it's across, of course, financial services and insurance, but predominantly insurance at the moment. I can't believe it's been two years already. Where's that gone? My goodness. Scary. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So you, um, I was looking back on your LinkedIn profile earlier today and you've worked in data specifically since 2017. Yeah. Um, so first of all, you know, what what is it? And obviously data is in within the tech, the broader tech market and one of the core verticals within tech that we, uh, that, that we uh, focus on at Eames. So first and foremost, what was it about tech generally that excited you and got you working in that industry uh, yeah. within recruitment? Yeah, I mean, I think I've always been interested in technology. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was quite an easy decision for me to make. But um, ultimately, it was the the desk that was open when I was interviewing at my first agency. So I think I had a choice of two desks. There was okay. uh, market research and data. And after doing my research ahead of my first stage and second stage interviews, I realised that data seemed like a really good opportunity, a thriving mm-hmm. market. And perhaps it gave me a chance to kind of get there before other agencies had kind of established the proper data desk. So it just looked like a really good opportunity. Yeah, absolutely. And it is, it has all been data, data, data for you. Um, That's, you know, what has been, what what has it been about data in particular that has kept you in that market and, you know, you haven't looked outside of it? Yeah, I think it's um, just really interesting the kind of um, spectrum of uh, roles that you get to look at um, the different types of people you get to speak to as well and the interesting work that they're doing because a lot of it's kind of new to me a lot of it's new to the businesses that I'm working with as well so you know it gives me an excellent opportunity to act as a real consultant and help them shape their recruitment plans Um, and same thing with the candidates that I'm working with as well some of them are looking for roles which they might have not have held before and it's nice to kind of help somebody out find something new and ultimately uh you know help them along in their career so yes really rewarding desk i think fantastic love it absolutely i'm sold um so so obviously working in technology and then within data specifically what would you say are the benefits um to someone like yourself a recruiter um working a niche market and being a real specialist I think it helps me because I know what I'm focusing on. So I don't have to wake up in the morning and think about who I'm going to be getting in touch with. You know, there's um, maybe five or six core disciplines that I look at and I'm able to kind of keep on top of those candidates and actually really, really get a deep understanding of what those 
guys and girls are doing. So obviously I'm not a practitioner. I'm never going to have the same level of understanding as them. I'm not going to be able to build data warehouses or anything like yeah. that. But continually speaking to these candidates and clients helps me really get underneath the hood and, uh, you know, understand as well as I can. Yeah. And do you think that has a direct impact on your ability to to do deals and, and make commission if we're being really kind of basic about it? I, I think so. And I think the main reason why is because it helps me feel really confident in what I'm saying. Um, yeah. I don't need to know as much as I do, I guess, but I, I like being able to have those conversations with clients. I like being able to have those conversations with candidates. And if you like stuff, you do it more. So yeah, it helps me in that sense. Fantastic. So it's not just the earning more money from it and doing more deals. You actually, you enjoy your job more by having yeah. that extra level of credibility and knowledge and the conversations yeah. that you have. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I realised that I like to understand how things work. Um, mm -hmm. I don't like to talk about things unless I know something about it. So naturally i'm gonna to have to try and find out as much as i can yeah love it well data's the perfect market then isn't it fantastic yeah, stuff yeah. so if we go back to the early days so you've talked there about the importance of kind of knowing your market and building that subject matter expertise knowledge and then leveraging that day-to-day -day. i think if we scroll back to the early days when you wouldn't know the market the way you do now and you wouldn't be able to have that level of conversation how did you go about developing that market knowledge yeah so I think where I learned the most was speaking to, to candidates, um, just, you know, understanding what they were doing in their roles. And I think being open to not knowing things and not afraid to ask is important because um, mm. if you shy away from it, you'll never pick it up. So, you know, there is an element of um, just Googling things as people are talking, uh, maybe after the conversation, Googling a few words. Um, but for the majority of it, it's just continuing to speak about the same topics, you know, getting people's opinions on things. Um, and maybe, um, you know, uh, next time you're on the phone to somebody else, asking them about what this candidate said or what this client said and getting their thoughts as well. So just, um, you know, having those open discussions um to, to help you understand and, and educate yourself I guess yeah absolutely I think that's great advice and I think one of the biggest challenges for juniors what we refer to as associate consultants ACs when they join is is that you know at EAMS in particular we we ask but you are specialists in your vertical you know all that SME knowledge take a lot of pride in being credible and adding real value to candidates and clients and very often ACs in training will say to me well but I don't have any of that yet and I don't know any of that stuff yet so how can I add value to candidates and how yeah. can I still do a good job yeah. but you know it's okay okay not to know isn't it and would you say yeah. that most candidates are actually pretty receptive if you said to them sorry I've not heard that before what does that mean or you know I've seen this um, acronym in your CV could you just explain what that is to me would yeah. you, that, has that been your experience as well yeah, yeah ab absolutely everybody likes to feel like an expert um, yeah. so, so you can kind of butter them up a little bit so yeah ab absolutely and also I think you know if you're having a conversation with somebody when you first join an agency chances are in six months time they're not going to remember your name or who you are so there's no, <laughs> there's no need to be nervous <laughs> That's actually very true. I haven't thought of that before. Yeah. Um, fantastic. And the other thing about your role, Jared, you mentioned at the beginning was you you focused on the permanent recruitment market. Yeah. Um, talk to me about, you know, the main differences that you see in between sort of permanent recruitment day to day and, and contract recruitment day to day, because there's a lot of kind of myths around it and, and misconceptions, maybe. But what's your take on that? 
Um, I mean, it's difficult to give a really well-informed answer because obviously I never worked on contract recruitment. Um, From what I can see, I think permanent um, recruitment differs um, slightly in the sense that it's a bit more... It's a bit more proactive. It's a little bit more strategic. Um, Of course, there's an element of that in contract recruitment as well. But sometimes it's kind of after the fact. We need these people now, now, now. Um, Permanent recruitment is lovely because I get a chance to sit down with clients and understand where they want to go in one year, two years time. And we can start building plans around that straight away. So that's why I I think it's interesting, perhaps, why it's slightly different to contract um, recruitment. But uh, yeah, maybe ask another contract recruiter too. <laughs> no, no, it's good to get different people's takes on it, right? And, and you know, it's your your perception. Um, and I suppose the other difference as well is on the candidate side, isn't it? Because some of the candidates that you deal with are very active and they're looking for roles and um, applying to job adverts and things like that and keen to get into interview processes. Yeah. But would I be right in saying that it's also passive candidates and headhunted candidates that you spend a lot of time generating relationships with as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't know the, the the figures. I don't know the data off the top of my head. Um, but I would say the majority of candidates I place when I first contact them, they tell me they're not looking for a job. So, um, yeah, I think it's it's really important to stay on top of those relationships. And yeah. again, not just taking a consultative approach with the clients that you're working with, but the candidates that you're working with too. So really understanding what it is they're looking for in their next role and not mm-hmm. wasting their time with roles which don't meet that um and uh you know doing everything you can to positively influence their their, their um their job search yeah absolutely i think that's great advice as well for for acs listening to this or juniors listening to it who maybe are thinking you know well how do i engage a passive candidate or a candidate that isn't looking if you know that they don't want a job right now how do i start that relationship but um i think the thing you said there about you know not wasting people's time and yeah. kind of getting to the point and talking to them about things that are relevant only will yeah. start that relationship on a good footing yeah. And and with that in mind, you know, especially on the perm side, building long-term candidate relationships is is vital, isn't it? Why why is that so important for you as a recruiter? Um, well, I don't want to start from the scratch from scratch every time I've got a new role on. Um, mm. I, I, want, I want to make sure that I'm aware of who's in the market, who might be looking. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think, again, it just helps me build a better picture of what's going on. So when I am speaking to clients, I know who's available, who's around, what they can kind of expect for whatever their budget is. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Perfect. Spot on. And do you find that actually candidates, if you approach it in the right way, are quite keen to build long term ongoing relationships with you as a recruiter? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Some candidates like to overshare, um, <laughs> you know, so, so some you can build some really, some really strong relationships with. Um, I think, you know, ultimately all our goals are aligned. Um, you yeah. know, I, I, I want to make placements, but I also want to find my candidates great jobs. Sometimes it takes a little bit more time and uh, sometimes, uh, you know, you're going to have to meet face to face to truly get to know that person. Maybe it's putting in an extra half an hour doing some interview prep if that person's up for it. Um, but but whatever you can do to, to kind of improve their chances of getting the job um, and the better relationship you have with them, ultimately the better chance you've got of doing that. Absolutely. And um, I'm sure I wouldn't be incorrect in saying you've you've had senior candidates that have become clients as well. Yeah. So that relationship can take on a, you know, a different perspective as well, can't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. 
that. Well, look, Jared, um, that's, I think there's some great advice in there and tips already from what you've shared. Um, to, to wrap up for us, you know, the name of the, the podcast is Secrets of Success. So what would be your sort of top two secrets of success for being a, a, an exceptional tech perm recruiter? Um, so we've already touched on, you know, understanding your market but I think it's worth mentioning that again because mm -hmm. I think people are instantly turned off when they realize they're speaking to somebody who's not only got no understanding of what they're talking about but who's got no interest in what they're talking yeah. about um so I think you know you want to be interested and uh, and educated in the market that you're working I think that's the first thing um and the second thing is just be persistent um you know persistent or resilient whichever you want to call it you're going to have yeah. really really bad months followed by your best month followed by an average month so it's just about riding the the recruitment roller coaster um yeah. and then and just keep pushing on yeah absolutely great advice thank you very much jared appreciate you taking the time to chat That's with us all today. right thanks danny thank you. bye see ya